0: Before today's episode, just want to let our listeners know that there are several references to sexual assault and specifically sexual assault against minors. So we understand that this might be a difficult topic for some. So if it is for you, you might want to go ahead and skip this episode. Help is available if you need it at the National Sexual Assault Hotline at 1-800-656-4673. Welcome to Who Are You, a CSI podcast. I am Lauren, and I've seen CSI through and through around three to four times. And
1: I'm Nick, and this is my first time
0: watching these episodes. And today we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 3, Overload. Episode air date is October 11th, 2001. Director is Richard J. Lewis. Writers are Anthony E. Zyker and Josh Berman. And we open up with a few shots of the Vegas strips. So, oh, quite
1: a few. Effect. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say. So, what what is our Vegas score? I just
1: today? realized that I didn't total it up because we also have two interceding shots later on. Mm, they do. So, they
0: do do a few. Yeah, they do do a few segue shots of Vegas.
1: So we end up with thirty five out of a possible fifty five. Oh, okay. So okay. we're over the fifty percent mark. Yeah, yep. there's uh, yep. five different scenes totaling about twenty seconds. All right. There's two. There's two other points. Where we get like one scene for three or four seconds. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that is our highest so far in season two. Okay, um, okay. We're over the 50% Vegas mark, which is nice, good. It's nice. kind of like Lake Mead. We're slowly filling back up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Slowly. We're getting there. We're getting there. We'll see. We'll see what episode four brings us. So we go from shots of the Vegas Strip to a building being constructed. A truck pulls up and then, womp, womp, a body falls
1: want to know who needed, like, whose brother needed a new SAG card for that like, tr- truck that falls up and he oh. says, like, <laughs> one weird thing with the traffic and then they, you don't know, see him again.
0: No, anymore. he never shows so. up again. And then we go to Grissom at the construction site and the sheriff is baffled because he didn't call Grissom. to the site but grissom grissom overheard the news and showed up anyway even though the sheriff did not request him
1: i've decided grissom has a little bit of like star trek captain in him Mm. because there is no like well there's just no reason to be going on away missions if you're the captain of a starship that's true and yet He's always like he's like running out of the office. He doesn't want to do his paperwork and into the field at yeah. a moment's notice. You know? Yeah. It's like that's not what the the head guy should be doing. He should be right. Sending somebody.
0: Yeah, he should be delegating.
1: Yeah. It's like I'm a manager. Like,
0: Sometimes yeah. you gotta delegate.
1: Yeah, Kirk should not be going on every away mission. Right. You know, and bringing his senior staff with him. Right. <laughs> and then like one expendable red shirt. Yeah,
0: know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So the sheriff is saying Grissom doesn't need to be there because obviously the victim jumped. It was a suicide. And Grissom poses the question of, you know, if if this was a suicide, why would he spend his last day at work? Yes. But let me counter that. Maybe that's the only high place he could have jumped off of.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. I kind of had that on the second watch through. I was kind of like, yeah. But I mean, like-
0: spoiler alert. He didn't jump. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, if if that was going to be your your mode, you know, he, he might live yeah. in a one story house, you know, <laughs> like he yeah. might not so, have easy access to a high building.
1: So sort of double down on the spoiler that the reason this like crossed my mind in the second episode is that he the way that they set the stage, I imagine he just started his shift. Yes. Right. Like yeah, he, it kind of seems that way. Like he would have showed up and the first time he went to use his tool.
0: Right. He he what have else was he doing up? There?
1: Electrocuted and killed. Yes. So he didn't really come to work. He came to a place, and jumped off of like if you if you forget the fact that you know all this other stuff and you think about it objectively, then the assumption is he showed up to work and went up to the floor alone and within seconds jumped. His he came falling down off the side. Right. So everyone on the site was like, "Oh my god, he just went up there and jumped." Right. And so I think uh Like that's the kind of I think a good episode of CSI, it would have been somebody would have said, Well, he just got here, Grissom. It's not like he went to work at all today. Right. Or so you know what I mean? And then and then as you unraveled, that would have been like one of the clues. Oh yeah. How did why was it well, how did it happen so suddenly? Oh, because it was a setup, because of this other thing. And so that's I think the difference between a good CSI episode and And everything else. yeah, I'm, I'm trying Our, not big, to our pre- big middle, judge. our
0: big, our big middle, our big middle ground.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying not to judge the episode in the first two minutes of recording. Yep. But you know, it it's definitely not going to be in my top three.
0: Yeah, yeah, Nope, that's that's fair. So we then go to credits, and we return to Grissom with the sheriff and a Mr. Harris, uh, and they're in like a service, like a work elevator. And we learned that Valenti, the victim, had the entire floor that he was working on. So he was the only one up there. And Grissom is looking over from where he assumed he fell slash jumped from. And he finds a drill hanging. So he pulls the drill up and we realize that it was it shorted out. So that immediately brings up the uh, well, then he was electrocuted.
1: Missed a really good opportunity for Grissom Corp. Right, mm. which is like, well, if he jumped, why is his drill hanging off the side? You know what I mean, right? Wouldn't you what? put the
0: <laughs> drill down and then jump? You wouldn't have jumped with your drill and then yeah. like released it as you were jumping.
1: But they don't even do that. Like, I think as the audience, you might ask yourself that question. But like, yeah, usually yeah. they they take the time to, to
0: point that up. Not not today. So we learn that there's a system in place called GFCI, which should have prevented him from getting electrocuted. But we soon learn why that wouldn't take effect for him, at least because the third prong of his drill was compromised and you need that third prong to have that system work the way that it's supposed to work.
1: So I'm not an electrician and I don't, I actually I'm, understand I'm defi- how I'm all definitely, this works.
0: I am definitely not an electrician. I, I pay people to do that sort of work in my house, which but, you should uh, anyway. But.
1: Yeah. There's grand fault. And nowadays we have this thing called arc fault interruption too. But if you have any of those, uh, usually you have them in your bathroom, your kitchen because of water, you know, there's yes, switches with like a test button. Yep. So the first versions of those were GCFI. Okay. And uh, a lot of times people have them in their breakers now. And I live in a relatively older house and. We have literally chosen not to do electrical work because to bring it up to code, you'd have to replace like, like everything twenty-five breakers with GCFI <sighs> or eye breakers or something, and they're like seventy bucks a pop, oh man, <laughs> or something. I don't know. They're they're not cheap. It was like it was like yeah, this job is like five hundred dollars, but the but then we have to do all the other stuff, and that and so it's going to cost like a thousand dollars, and we're like. So you're saying if I go to the store and buy one breaker and install it myself, (laughs) I don't have to bring it up to code. Again,
0: we are not condoning that people do their own electric work. Just as a a fun fact from your hosts here. We're not not condoning you do your own electrical work.
1: You can go to the DIY Reddit and someone else will condone that for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but, not us. uh, I will say also that when I was house searching, a big red flag for buying a house was a bunch of stuff that looks like it was done by a homeowner, <laughs> instead yes. of instead of a licensed anything. Yeah, people literally apprentice for years to be good at what they do. And, right. You know, there's a. I think the trades are actually pretty uh, one of the coolest things about like American construction businesses. Yeah, you know?
0: support support your your trade workers and, and, and hire utilized. them instead of convincing yourself that you can do just as good of a job yeah. as they can because I can. <laughs> basically guarantee yeah. you little
1: can't. stuff little stuff you know what? Yeah. you have to make that decision amongst yourself
0: right
1: anything big you probably gotta regret it yeah get, a, get a <laughs> unless you're here like if you're one of those guys and you already know what you're doing it's, you don't you're not listening to me anyway so yeah, that's, that's that's also <laughs> so, true so you go. good point or so gals. i said guys i use that term as a folks if you're one of yes, those as folks. A folks
0: so grissom finds a drill and then he also finds a metal cutter I thought that they were pliers at first. They're not pliers. They're some sort of metal cutter. And he prints them on yeah. scene. He he just happened to bring <laughs> he, the box and the equipment. Remember, but but Nick had just had a mobile little spray spray device. Same
1: same device. Grissom and Nick that Nick used in the college dorm room. That I
0: was it the same device. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought it was I, a different device. I remember. I
1: remember thinking like, oh, does that ever come up again? And, and I then, said no
0: because I thought I thought this yeah. was a different device. So look at that
1: yeah yeah it's like a, i don't know what the smoke is i'm gonna have to go look this up this might be a real tool they use yeah i probably won't look it up but i'll pretend that i'm gonna go look it up someday yeah. but yeah this is the second episode in a row where you've seen this smoky thing which you know maybe if i did my research by now this could be a product placement oh yeah you know, good in point instance.
0: good point we haven't had a product placement in a while yeah i'm sure we'll loop back around to having one but it's it's been a bit yeah We head on over to storyline B with Catherine and Nick. They're arriving at a house. We learn that their victim is Dylan Buckley. He's 14 years old. As they're checking out the scene, a woman in white enters. We learn that this is Dr. Lee Sapien. She's a psychiatrist. It's her house that they're in. So they're not at the victim's house. They're at the psychiatrist's house. And we also learned that she has been treating him for something she labels reactive attachment disorder, and she's t- telling the CSIs that he convulsed, he had a grand mal seizure, you know, he's epile- ep- epileptic, he-, he hit his head, that's how he died, right? Like, yeah. done. no big deal, total accident. So I have
1: a few comments with this scene. First is they literally give Catherine every every crime
0: with a child, and I swear. Yeah. Well, because she's the only she's the only parent. Yeah. yeah. So, but like, that doesn't, but she's not yeah. the one that gets emotional in this
1: no, one. No, that's true. Actually, yeah. She's not a, the
0: foil. She's not the usual foil in this one.
1: Yeah. Real left field subplot here from Nick.
0: Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll, yeah. for, for those who have been listening to us for a while, I will probably already have a warning at the beginning of this episode, just as, mm-hmm. you know, certain people might be sensitive to certain topics, and that's, I support that. And,
1: but while this is not my favorite, very tall doctor that they've had on the the show
0: yeah she was very tall
1: Uh, there's this whole exchange about like doctor patient confidentiality
0: yes and they're like well it doesn't matter because he's dead
1: and then she's like all right i'll tell you whatever and all i think is like why would you say that if you knew that was the
0: case right how
1: suspicious is that
0: yeah yeah so they end up lifting some fibers off of the psychiatrist this comes back later we then head on over to Grissom with Doc Robbins Doc Robbins is telling Grissom there's no evidence of electrocution this this body is not showing any signs of an electrocution Grissom not having it he's saying nope this isn't an accident like this isn't he jumped like he was you know Grissom is doing what he always tells everybody else not to do yeah Which comes up in the next scene. So we we go to Grissom with Sarah. Sarah's telling him, like, she's not sure what she's looking for. Because usually they go to the body. But Grissom isn't listening to the body. And Grissom, that's what he always tells them. Like, listen to the body. Let the body guide you. Follow the evidence. Follow the evidence. And Grissom basically is like, well, sometimes you have to do the exact opposite.
1: Yeah. Which explains Grissom a lot. Because he often does the opposite. This is true.
0: This is, this is, while strange actually firming up some some holes in in Grissom's behavior. So very
1: very on brand.
0: As they're looking over some of the evidence, Grissom notes that the wires have been crossed, which to him proves that the drill has been tampered with. They also find a nail in the bottom of the boot which might have broke the seal and actually allowed him to be electrocuted because he wouldn't have had the rubber the the perfect rubber bottoms. On his boots to protect him. So we go to Warwick. He's running palm prints. Sarah enters. They have a conversation about the odds that Grissom is wrong. So there's there seems to be some bets being oh, yeah, placed yeah. as to how wrong Grissom is. And what, what the consequences are going to be for Grissom for being wrong. Yeah, different odds
1: depending on the uh, outcome.
0: Yes. Then we learn that the palm prints match bob slash mr harris so he was the one that touched the metal cutters which transfers us to grissom with the sheriff and bob slash mr harris and bob is saying that he always inspects the tools like that's just part of his job of course his handprint like of course his palm prints on the tool he inspects the tools regularly it's not a big deal
1: i'm just uh envisioning him just going through a tool shed and taking out every hammer yeah, just staring, staring at is it. Is this screwdriver safe? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but he, like,
0: but he somehow missed that the third prong was missing on the drill. I
1: think the idea is that like just
0: happened. Yeah, I know. Right, but but, like, but I also like, as you're plugging it in, this is more, and I'm not here to victim blame, guys, but do you not notice when you're plugging something in that the third prong isn't miss, is missing? Wouldn't you notice? I don't know if
1: I would. I feel I would notice. I don't know if I would not plug it in if I did notice.
0: (laughs) But this is someone working on, like, you know, a construction site and OSHA and all that fun stuff that comes along with it.
1: It could also have already been plugged
0: in. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe Maybe. the other guy. Okay. All right. Maybe. Okay. You know
1: what? This is one of the things they don't do. They don't do a good flashback kind of at the end to sort of show the whole thing all the way through.
0: And Spo- did, spoiler alert i feel like this does not have a, a satisfying ending the storyline yeah. does not have a satisfying the, ending. the
1: flashbacks in this episode in general do a really bad job i don't think i i think i underappreciate how useful they are into like understanding exactly what's going on yeah and i think they do they do a lot of weird ones a bunch of fake ones and so i just i felt like uh we needed the the, the right one there at the mm-hmm. end so you could really tie it all together
0: yep yeah. Jim Brass comes in, kind of takes Grissom away. Jim Brass is not happy about being put in the middle of this, which, fair, it's not fun to be put in the middle of things. So, he's... You
1: mean mean about his bowling league?
0: Yes! About the bowling league, and about how the sheriff was, or Mr. Harris was the best man in the sheriff's wedding, all that good stuff.
1: I still can't believe Grissom doesn't say anything about that.
0: Nope, never comes back up. And Grissom, at this point, is focused on one suspect. Mr. Harris like he is convinced that it's Mr. Harris we then return to the other storyline we have Nick looking over the evidence looking over Dylan's clothing and he notices the same fiber on his boxers that they lifted off of the psychiatrist's top so that's suspicious we stay with this storyline we go to Doc Robbins with Mrs. Buckley he's repeatedly asking her like do you need a drive home? Can we arrange a drive home for you? She says she's fine. Nick walks up. They have a, a short conversation in the hallway. Nick then goes in to see Doc Robbins. And this is where Doc Robbins let him know that at first blush, it looks like a seizure, but there's a few concerning items, mainly that his torso is covered in bruises, yeah, which like, is not easily explained by having a grand mal seizure. And that those same fibers were found all over his body, which yeah. if he, if he was wearing clothes, because when they came to the crime scene, he was fully clothed. If he was wearing clothes and why were these fibers all over his body? So Nick makes the call that he must've just been in his underwear. And why is he just in his underwear with, with his psychiatrist? Which is a very fair question.
1: Yeah. So like, this is actually the first time I think the fibers really matter earlier on. It's like, okay if the supposition is this kid had a seizure, she, she held his head, you know, she tried to, to make him safe. He hit his head. She tried to perform CPR and they she has a couple fibers on her lapel.
0: Yeah. Like that. That's not a big deal.
1: That's super normal. Yeah. Once you're like, wait, why is this kid absolutely covered,
0: covered in, these in these fibers? Yeah.
1: And we didn't find a blanket with the body. Right. We didn't.
0: Right. You know, no, he was fully like, clothed, just like on the, on the ground, no blanket in sight.
1: Yeah. So, so it's like, Then you're like, oh, okay. Well, now something's up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we then go to Grissom pulling up to HQ. A man approaches him and tells him that he has info about the Valenti case. And we learn that this guy was the previous union rep before Valenti and that he is claiming that Bob Harris threatened him and his family. So he's basically confirming what Grissom thinks at this point in that, like, let's keep an eye on Mr. Harris because... You know, he has, he's, he's the guy.
1: I, I should have known something was up because I watched this scene and I was like, when, since when does Grissom not want to talk to somebody and pretend he's the detective in the case?
0: Yeah, I know. Cause he was just like, talk to Jim Brass. I don't want to, I don't, I don't need
1: to, I, to I was like, oh, I should have known that this was going to be the guy.
0: Yeah. We have a short scene with Nick Catherine and Greg Sanders where we learn that the fiber that, you know, is now all over the victim's body is Angora.
1: A little much this scene.
0: The scene was weird. This I feel like the scene it was, was trying to interject humor into the episode, and it failed. I kept, like, it just kind of flopped. I kept waiting
1: for, like, the fact that it was a sheep to matter.
0: No, yeah. It's like goat.
1: milk, cheese, fiber. Like, what do these things have in common?
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, okay, so this is going to come up again. It's going to be important that it's from a goat and not just any other fiber in the universe
0: Nope. no no nope. it does it does not come up again i think i again i i think that this was an attempt to interject some humor yeah, into an otherwise sense. like not humorous episode and it just didn't it didn't play out well
1: i trying to make greg the class clown this season. yeah yeah for sure i i he's always quirky like this is <laughs> i don't know if this is a a good way to phrase this like it it, he he fills that role of like the kramer or the phoebe yeah to refer to some of their shows In a lot of ways or or like the r2d2 or the c3po you know what i mean like yeah he's like a supporting character but he's around a lot and he can make you know weird he can just be weird yes but like this they, they, they've taken it too far he needs to have more of a base i think
0: yeah yeah so we'll, we'll we'll see how greg sanders develops so we then have doc robbins walking out of a room grissom approaches he you know wants to see the body again and doc robbins is letting him know like no can do like release the body six hours ago so no longer in my possession sorry whoops did you so, ever get the
1: idea that it had been six hours?
0: No, there's like no <laughs> indication that it's there's been this length of time. Like it would have to be the next day. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is a very, so they go over their notes. This is where we learned that he had elevated iron. His skin was jaundiced. And Grissom is very interested in his testicles. He really wants to know what is up with I think Mr. Valencia's gonna be, testicles. Is going
1: to be like a testosterone thing?
0: Oh, okay. Right? Yeah, is that yeah, what yeah.
1: they like yeah. for bodybuilders we take and yeah. they like famously have shrunken testicles as a result. Yeah. Like, um, Is it testosterone or is it something else? I don't know.
0: I think, stero- I think steroids. Steroids shrink
1: it. That's what it is. I think it's gonna it. be a steroid thing. Yeah. And the it's other not. reason I think that's <laughs> Spoiler that alert. Is I worked with a guy who was like a bodybuilder, like a semi professional bodybuilder. Okay. And he literally came to work and he was completely jaundiced one day because he took this drug for way too long that was supposed to help him build, butt, like, build muscle. And I was like, you got to go see a... I hope you're not taking this anymore. You're crazy, dude. Yeah. You're going to kill yourself. And and so I've I've often associated that with steroids as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, So I was like, yeah, small
1: yeah. testicle, jaundiced kid. I said, oh yeah. I wonder if this is going to be a steroid. It was not. It's not. A steroid it thing. is not. I, mean, I don't know if there's any connection between iron and the steroid problem i have and no this, idea or if it's just yeah. circumstantial but i was like i was don't, like, don't I was really like oh i think i might know a thing and then it had
0: and, yeah you it were excited. like oh i can contribute here and you're like wait no no. <laughs> so grissom walks into the break room where warwick sarah and greg sanders are they're all waiting for a new case grissom's like no we're still working this case so he tells sarah to start processing the nail and then he tells warwick that he's with him Which brings us to Grissom and Warwick at the funeral home.
1: You can't skip over the crossword puzzle.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. So Greg Sanders (laughs) made an origami figure out of the crossword puzzle and that was a very large affront to Grissom.
1: Yeah, Grissom were probably supposed to be obsessed with crossword puzzles. And I still feel like I'm not entirely sure they sold this the right way the first time. Mm, But they have now come back to it a couple times. They have. With him being a crossword puzzle maniac. They they
0: have. So I mean, at least that's a constant in the Character, that is Grissom. So Grissom and work at the funeral home again. Grissom very interested in seeing the victim's testicles. So they are. They're granted this request based on the fact that the funeral home director is starting a second business of crime scene cleanup. And Christopher our, says that he'll put him on the list. So, our favorite
1: funeral director of all time.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: I thought he was going to black. I thought he going to like blackmail him. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. Uh,
0: like you know, we I could still always, know that you recycled bo- like recycled caskets. We can yeah, bring that back up again. No. No. Nope,
1: nope. It does not have to play that card. I guess.
0: So this is where Grissom gets his gets his wish, and we we learn as the audience that the victim had testicular uh, atrophy, so his testicles testicles were the size of peas, and Grissom calls the kind of the combination of like the increased iron, the the testicles, the jaundice, uh, hemochromatosis is what I have in my notes.
1: Hemochromatosis. Hemochromatosis.
0: Probably. Yes, hemochromatosis, and they end up. Taking a pint of his blood to go. Which which comes back a little bit later. So Sarah and Warwick are talking. They have gotten a thumbprint off of the nail. And they also realize that the metal cutters that had Bob Harris's prints on them are not the cutters that destroyed the prom. Yep. So they're not looking at the right set of cutters. We then have... A scene with Nick and Catherine near a hot dog. Well, at a hot dog cart because Nick is getting a hot dog, and the detective shows up, lets him know uh, that he got a limited warrant.
1: Can I have my retirement job being the guy who operates a hot dog cart in the middle in the of middle the of the, the desert of in, <laughs> in Las Vegas at what I assume is five in the morning? Since this is the overnight CSI yep. shift.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean.
1: I was like, that guy definitely also sells drugs.
0: Yeah. Because those, Nick and the detective are probably his only customers for the entire day. Well, they
1: probably get the hot dogs for free so that they don't
0: arrest him. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. So they get a, the detective lets them know they get a limited warrant. And the only reason they got that warrant is because the psychiatrist's license was suspended at one point in the past because of having sex with an underage patient. So, yeah.
1: But you know, she really tries to play down later, but
0: it doesn't help. It Doesn't help. We'll we'll get there. It doesn't. She does try to play it down, and I'm like, no, it's still uncomfortable and inappropriate. The age
1: age part is like only part of the problem. The your patient part is the other part.
0: The The power dynamic is a big part of the issue. Like you can take. If she had just had sex with a patient, even if the patient wasn't underage, mm-hmm. but I feel like the combination of underage and your patient is especially a type of power dynamic that should not be played down. And she's just trying right. to be like, he wasn't that much younger than me. Like, that's her defense, basically. is well, like, yeah, she... we were pretty close in age. It wasn't that big of a deal. We were in love. Yeah, we were in love. Okay, yeah. Juliet. Gross. So we go to Grissom. It's experiment time. He's like build in this little contraption and this is where we learn that there was enough bl- iron in the victim's blood to conduct electricity so we're one step closer to proving that this guy was electrocuted we then go back to nick you know utilizing the limited warrant he's in the psychiatrist's home he's like picking up some fibers and she's saying that she feels like a suspect. She's not feeling great about this interaction. And Nick is telling her, like, good. You you should. You know, you abuse trust. Yeah. Like, you you shouldn't feel good right now. This is yeah. not something... Like, you shouldn't this, be feeling great at the moment.
1: This scene was even harder to watch the second time. Because she she's so, like, indefensible. But, like... Then she just continues to lie.
0: Yes. Yeah. So,
1: like... It's like I I don't
0: it's basically an act. And and I think because she thinks that she's right. That I think I I think part of it is that she
1: She doesn't think she she did anything wrong. She she
0: didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like she understands we can get there, but I I think that's part of it. So Catherine walks in, she found the Angora blanket. It was like tucked away in a closet somewhere, she finds the blanket. Catherine and Nick are walking out. Catherine asks Nick, like, what is going on with you? Because he's kind of like shutting her out and he's not really working with her in the case. And he sort of, he brushes it off at this stage. This comes back again pretty shortly after this point. But then we go back to Grissom. He's digging through the kitchen. He ends up taking Sarah's pickle. She got like a deli order. She got a pickle. He takes the pickle. So we're at experiment number two. Yep. now we're experimenting on a pickle with grissom while well, running the experiment but sarah and warwick are also there i
1: thought he's gonna fill the pickle with blood i really did
0: oh did you really <laughs> yeah. i knew it was gonna happen because obviously i've seen this scene enough times so
1: i thought he was gonna like core the pickle out that is with, so funny with the guy's blood
0: you were like oh like, i'm not I gonna see, be able I to look like at the pickles, pickles the same like,
1: way you know, like the pickles like represents like your skin and stuff sure but like you still need the blood i mean obviously like it makes sense at the end
0: of the scene, yeah. but I yeah, was kinda, so I was like, "Are they
1: really going to fill a pickle with blood here?" And they they do well, not. They, uh, they yes, do not. They do not. Thankfully, so
0: instead, they electrocute the pickle, and they realize, or Grissom shows them that, despite electrocuting the pickle, there are no burn marks on said pickle, just like there are no burn marks on their victim.
1: Yeah, I also completely disagree with.
0: Oh, sodium conducting the, the way iron conducts. Uh, I mean, because that sure, was his like. Theory. I'm sure
1: it does conduct. Okay. Um, like, there's a lot of um, there's there's salt, right? So it's sodium and chloride ions. So there's a lot of capacity to conduct. Like salt water, I think probably is a better conductor than regular water. But I think the reason why the pickle doesn't burn is because it's wet. Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. Not. Yeah. The
1: water is actually facilitates prevents like the arcing and the yeah, yeah, which is really like the resistive heat. Not that it's full of ions, but I'm not a chemist or an electrician, and I don't actually know if that's the answer. But I was kind of watching that scene being like, I don't know if this is really true for the reason they say it's true because you and I are full of a lot of water, and water is a pretty good conductor of electricity,
0: right. yeah, yeah,
1: and we would have burns that's the whole yeah, yeah. sort of natural state premise of this episode. So, I don't know if like having some iron in your also, like, you have some pretty good arteries. It's, like, there's plenty of blood for electricity to travel through, but like, it's still got to enter your skin. Like, your skin is super dry, right? You know, and yeah. so, so that was like, I was like really like, confused with the, the pickle thing. And then I wanted, now I want to electrocute a hot dog because he said he did heat his hot dogs up. Yeah, that's what he, yeah, but that's how he used to like cook his hot dogs. They tend to be pretty dry. And it's, I mean, they could be a slimy or wet, or like on yep. the package. Yep. But if you like wipe them down, they're, they're, like their their skin is like the casing is pretty dry. So now I want to electrocute a hot dog and see what happens.
0: I mean, let me know if you want to set up an experiment. I have a package of hot dogs in my freezer right now. I
1: make sure I have a GCFI uh, outlet available. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so I don't start a house fire.
0: Good, good idea. I don't want to. I don't want to burn your or my house down. So <laughs> Greg Sanders enters he got a thumbprint off of the nail oh, oh
1: yeah, yeah yeah
0: and this brings us to Chris with the sheriff the thumbprint not Bob Harris's why why did it take them so long to run this thumbprint I don't know
1: what happens to CSI time magic Be-
0: I'm, <laughs> when when it doesn't work for dramatic effect it doesn't it doesn't operate it only operates when it fits into the dramatic effect of the episode. I guess so, Greg
1: was busy running 30 swabs. and
0: That is coming up in a second, actually. We haven't gotten there yet. We'll be there in just a bit. And this is where the sheriff tells Grissom that he needs to make a public apology because he was dragging Bob Harris through the mud and it's but time not to publicly. admit I guess enough that it got out to some degree.
1: I, don't... I mean, they never covered that in the episode. So maybe they don't. a scene black cut or something happened. Yeah, Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, like he definitely think. said it to the guy's face don't get me wrong
0: oh yeah for sure he called him like he said it to him that he was a suspect yeah. so and that might be enough because they're buddy buddies so we then go to Grissom and Jim Brass Grissom wants Jim Brass to check out well Jim Brass calls him deep throat Ian Wolf, the guy who approached Grissom in the parking lot
1: and I can't imagine that anybody I barely get that reference I can't imagine anybody born after nineteen ninety. Would yeah, would get, get that, that.
0: yeah yeah so then we go this is the scene that you were hinting at we go to nick swabbing a blanket and he's making he's doing so many swaps like he's making he's sectioning off the blanket i like, the, I like his
1: grid billing. i thought
0: it was great it's really brought of, out my
1: ocd love
0: they definitely afterwards were kind of like how many swabs do you need and i was like i mean you don't know at what point a blanket was like touched or handled to me it made sense i didn't think it was overkill but they kind of suggest that it was overkill the
1: only so, thing i didn't understand is why he needed
0: to section it off
1: like versus yeah
0: like versus just finding it on the blanket maybe just like it
1: you know the swab is only good for an area this big yeah, yeah but yeah. i i thought it was gonna be like oh i gonna create a coordinate system and then based on yeah, like yeah, the yeah. court we're gonna like recreate some scenario, and none of that came to. There no. were a lot of times in this episode. Where I was like, "Oh,
0: yeah, this we'll come is back cool. to that."
1: They're going to do X, Y, or Z, and then like,
0: no, they no. don't. Nope. So David brings results to Nick. Catherine enters. This is where we learn that certain levels that in the victim indicate that there wasn't a seizure. Like certain levels in his blood would have been heightened or raised if he had had a seizure you know, right before death. And there was no indication that he had a seizure right before he died. And then there's a tense hallway walk and talk with Catherine Nick where Catherine threatens to remove Nick from the case because he's cutting her out and they're not acting like a team and he's kind of going rogue. And this is where we learn that Nick is personally vested in this case because he was assaulted by a babysitter when he was 9 years old and to him there are certain people that you should be able to trust and when those people betray your trust that is a gigantic affront
1: yeah i i actually nick feels like a very sort of like iconic I don't, stereotypical maybe is the right word like machismo role in this team sometimes. Yes, like he's he's the guy's guy likes sports. Works right. out. Yeah, you know, flirts with all was, the girls, was having sex with a stripper. You know, like. yeah, was in a, a fraternity. Yep. right. Yep. Whenever yep. they're whenever they're investigating fraternity crimes, which has happened several times in twenty-five episodes.
0: It's not the last time that fraternities will make yeah. a will make an appearance in the show. Can can confirm.
1: But I think that you know. It's great that they're using him to represent I think you know they, I'm sure there's plenty of through all seasons of the show of sexual assault or yes. yeah. What have you where there's going to be a male aggressor and a predominantly identified female victim? Yeah. That they which is which is statistically for this.
0: what and happens the most. Was, yeah. But that is not to d- but that is to that is not to discount the yeah. fact that men and boys can be victims yeah. as well.
1: Yeah, but certainly at scale, and, like even and, in our country, And assailants can
0: be females.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. So like even if it's like 85% to 15%, this still makes a lot of victims out there. Oh, yeah. And so that kind of rep- is great representation. But it's also great that they gave this to Nick and not to somebody else and give him a chance to be like more vulnerable in the show. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which I like. It's it's a dynamic. I don't know if it's ever going to come up again. I do. It does feel a little bit like they were like, oh, we got to add some to Nick's background. And they just like threw, like, work this in. I feel like that's half the reason this episode exists. Like, it was almost like serving the the point. So they could have done a better overall job. But I have a lot of criticisms of this episode. So I wanted to take a moment to give some praise. But also, I think that like, it doesn't. If you're out in the universe and you you don't feel like people support your marginalization because it's not the most predominant marginalization, that doesn't mean it's any less valid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that, like, it's good that people can get some recognition and they can feel like that, that story is being told somewhere. So that's, I think, one of my biggest takeaways from this episode is just, like, this show does a really good job of rounding the bases, so to speak, right? Like a lot of different variety in the sort of social plights in in ways that that lead up. They don't really just do the same thing over and over again.
0: I agree. So we go to Grissom and Jim Brass with Ian, the the deep throat gentleman. And we... (laughs)
1: nobody wants to be referred to as a deep throat oh gen- well, that's not true I'm sure there's a lot of guys I mean, out there no, who don't mind them. being referred to as a deep that's a true gentleman.
0: story I don't think this character would want to be referred to that way a lot
1: of uh, cis heteronormative guys would take on for that yes, yes.
0: <laughs> but maybe but, that's
1: more reason to refer to them that way
0: but we learned that I think it was like a week before or two weeks before this victim's death Ian took a sledgehammer to him Yeah. so there there was already some bad blood between the victim and Ian here, so... So this reminds is... me
1: of the Taylor Swift music video, Bad Blood, actually. Oh, does it? Which I believe also involves a sledgehammer. Oh, funny.
0: We then go to Nick and Catherine with Greg Sanders. We learn that there are skin cells all over the blanket from the victim, from the psychiatrist, but also from mom. Which... Let's just or, make this uncomfortable situation even more uncomfortable by adding in the fact that evidently she was involved in whatever was going on. Or the ghost of his father. Yes, or the ghost of his father was shedding epithelials onto the blanket.
1: Maybe we uh, know that ghosts do that. Maybe he has some of his ashes that he's just rolling around. In them.
0: Yeah, maybe that's it. And, spoiler, that's not, that's not it. Also, so, your
1: epithelial, your skin cells definitely don't survive the burning of your
0: no they definitely eyes. do not no 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 They would that, that would compromise them beyond repair we go back to storyline A with Chris and Sarah and we learned that the thumbprint is a match to Ian and now they just need to place him at the crime scene so they know that he is the one who or they think he is the one that put the boot in the victim's or the, the nail. nail in the victim's boot but they need to place him at the crime scene And then Catherine and Nick are back with Doc Robbins. They're asking about the Y incision. And then we also learn that those same fibers that were all over his body were also inside. They were like in his nose cavity. They were in his lungs, which that's weird.
1: That's very weird.
0: Like That's especially weird. It's weird to be covered on them from the outside, especially be weird to be covered in them on the inside. So this brings us to Catherine and Nick with the mob and the psychiatrist. And this is where we finally learn that they were trying a quote unquote technique called rebirthing, which they claim the victim agreed to and agreed to participate in. And they, you know, made him go down to his boxers. They wrapped him in the blanket and then they mimicked the like motion. Of the birth canal and the and contractions and such, and he was supposed to basically fight his way back into the world. So he was supposed to yeah. be reborn.
1: This was somehow supposed to make him love his mom, like his mom more. Yeah, than he currently resents her. Yeah, which, which I'm I, not sure. No, I, I didn't connect the dots there. That
0: no. But. So yeah, that's that's how he died. Was like, struggling to breathe, wrapped in an Angora blanket, and then. You know as they're kind of pushing on him and putting pressure on him, they like smack his head against the ground, which is where that big wound on the back of his head came from. So,
1: I want to know why the doctor owns such shoddy blankets that shed so many fibers
0: and also are not breathable.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm one of those people who like doesn't want to ever cover his head with his blanket. No, That's me, in my head, I think I'm going to suffocate to death, but like Tara. My partner has a like eighty pound weighted blanket. Oh, I love weighted blankets. And she literally just puts it over her head and sleeps every night.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, blankets are usually qu- quite breathable.
0: Yes, for I mean, probably for reasons like this. So, but like,
1: they, he doesn't suffocate as much. I mean, no, I they like the, crush the it. Basically, yeah, they're getting her lungs. But yeah, they whack his head against the ground, yeah. throwing him around.
0: Yeah.
1: All I can think is like this is like the most. Def- this is like. St- like, whatever version of a definition of kidnapping you can come up with, this is going to apply to. You took a child, you wrapped him in a sack, yes, and held him there against his will. Yes. At the end of this whole thing, I did not get the impression that they were charging anyone with anything. And I no, they feel never, like they should.
0: they never—we kind of end the scene with the psychiatrist saying that they didn't do anything wrong. They didn't tell them the truth because they knew they wouldn't understand— yeah, they don't think but they, that did that they did anything wrong, but. but that they did nothing wrong, and just like you're saying, we we don't get any clarification on if charges are being brought yeah. or not, which lends me to think like you that they're not because wouldn't they have said it otherwise? Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess like in most states, the parents control the rights of their children to consent to things from a medical standpoint. But there's, but there's child endanger, endang-
0: um, but there's child endangerment. Yeah.
1: Well, the real question is how far out is her rebirthing thing. Like you know what I mean like if Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If you were like oh, I I want my child to have this elective surgery, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And and then like they had it and you could be like, well, yeah, they they wanted it too, but like who knows how much they really wanted yeah. it if they're dead, you can't ask them. Right. And they died due to a complica- like a complication of the surgery. You would never charge the mother and the doctor with you know but i think
0: but i think think the fact that this is not an accepted therapeutic yeah like they admit that it's not an accepted therapeutic practice so
1: so so yeah but if you were like oh yeah we were gonna try to like sew a third leg onto them because we think it looks cool yeah and then they would be like yeah, that's child endangerment. You're going right, to jail. Right, that right. Did, you didn't need to do that. Nobody, no, like the average doctor would not have suggested this. Like then that would be child endangerment, and so yeah, they would definitely be charged. And yeah, but they just kind of like leave it be. Again, yep, they just
0: let it. That's, so that's that's the end of storyline B, and so we go back to our main storyline. We have Warwick, Sarah, and Grissom, and. They are looking at striations so they're looking at striations on the, from the prong and also from, I assume, like a test thing they did with tools that they took from Ian. And we have a nice little matchy-matchy work does the match matchy
1: match Classic matchy-matchy with work. Yep, yep, work is the, the matchy-match man.
0: And so this also then lends Warwick to admit to Grissom that both he and Sarah let Grissom down. And Grissom, instead of again, this does sort of explain some of his weird behavior, but Grissom, instead of being like, hey, like I've, you know, I've told you to not step outside the lines before. You didn't let me down. Yeah. You didn't let me, he's like, yeah, you did. You did give up too soon. And I was like, wow,
1: Grissom. Worst boss ever.
0: Such a terrible boss. Such a horrendous boss. So (laughs) our horrible boss, Grissom and Jim Brass arrive back at the work site. They confront Ian. They arrest him. We never really learned why he kills. Well, yeah, I didn't the victim. I like they didn't, had an incident before and then but
1: we don't know why. And
0: then he was kind of like trying to frame Bob Harris. So like was the point more to frame Bob Harris, but like they don't Who knows? go into it at all, which is strange. And as they're walking Ian out, Sheriff calls him over and he kind of tells Grissom that he doesn't have to. You know, he's not going to come out looking like the hero, but he doesn't have to make any big public apology now that he has found the killer yep. and has basically exonerated Bob Harris as having any involvement. And that is the end of our episode. The end. So, Nick, what did you think about this week's episode? I already know this answer, but tell our listeners what you think about this week's episode. <laughs> this is probably
1: this is probably a top three episode so far this season. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. So far, yeah, so far. it's episode yeah. three. It's
0: episode three.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely in third place. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I think it will be in a top three in our. If you haven't seen our bonus episode from last season, Listen review to our, it. our favorite and least favorite episodes. Yeah. If you, I would not be surprised. Actually, no. Yeah, I would not be surprised if this episode made it into that bonus episode for this season, but yes. is, but not as a top. Three, more of a no. bottom three. Yes, so I will definitely be making a note in my notebook so that I can easily find this episode later.
0: Nick has sent me a f- for again for those who have either listened to the recap or really listened to like we brought it up several times throughout season one. Nick sent me a message earlier and was like, "I think this might be the airplane episode of this season," and I was like, "That's fair."
1: Yeah, which I actually did to check to make sure the airplane episode was not episode three. I think I it's like, episode, episode 6. I think it's episode nine. 6 or 7. It's, actually it's 9. Way later. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Weird. I thought it was like 6 or 7.
1: Yeah, I, I, I looked it up because I was like I was like cuz if that's true then episode 3 is cursed.
0: Yeah, you were like, "Oh my <laughs> gosh, if this is both number 3." Okay. Yeah, I thought it was like 6 or 7. Okay, episode,
1: episode 3 bad. is crate and burial.
0: Oh, yeah, you actually like you kind of like that
1: episode. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. Which might have been in your bottom 3.
0: I think it was in my bottom Five, five. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I think it was in my bottom five, but not in my bottom three.
1: Yeah, I think that was like in my top five, but not my top three.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I actually kind of like that episode.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think as we mentioned, not this loose is ends. so many loose ends. So many things that get brought up and then never, never brought back up, or like they don't come to any satisfying conclusion. I felt I guess the ending of storyline B is at least somewhat satisfying, like we get an answer, we know what happened, but we but we're still left with like, are they being charged? May, yeah. maybe no.
1: there was a scene during this episode, the first time I watched it, where I went, wait what what case are they talking about right now?
0: yeah, you're like what is, what are we doing What is it was this
1: like? I maybe I can't like capture it for like the words for it, but there was something about this episode. And it's just a little disjointed. Yes. They're missing the mark in a few places that it just does not rise to the quality level of a good, of a good CSI episode. I, and I would probably, I mean, you always know when you're watching this, these episodes twice in a row, when you go to watch the episode and you're like the second time, you're kind of like,
0: like uh. I gotta watch this again.
1: And like the notes, I don't have a lot of notes actually. Yeah didn't even like i only have like five things in my entire notebook and i don't even talk about half of them yeah because they weren't that they aren't even that good yeah yeah Yeah, like like half the notes i take are just kind of like thoughts yeah or asides and uh and so like real like meat on the bone moments and you're just kind of like following them along you're like okay where is this going it it doesn't capture you, right? It's not uh, no. Enticing. It's not. It's
0: not an engaging episode by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, this, if
1: this was a pilot episode, it would uh, not have gotten picked
0: up, I think. No, no. I think this is we. I think in our recap we talked about this. If there was like an episode to recommend to somebody to get them to be like, oh, you're gonna like love this show, oh, watch yeah. this episode. This would not be the episode. <laughs> no. I would not recommend this episode to get somebody interested in watching CSI who had previously not watched CSI.
1: Yeah. So we'll, we will uh, not speak of this episode again. until so we we'll get to our bonus episode. And then yeah. maybe, maybe,
0: and maybe we'll talk about it again. But we will talk about CSI some more. Next week, we will be back with season two, episode four, Bully for You. In the meantime, you can find us on Facebook at who are you, colon, a CSI Podcast. We are also on Twitter slash X, Instagram and threads at WhoAreYouCSIpod. And, And you can email us at whoareucsipod at gmail.com. But otherwise, we will talk to you next week.
1: No spoilers.
0: No spoilers.